MotorCityGaming.com. Alive, surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The GameZilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino 9, and Jazzy Fiddle. GameZilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me in the studios, Jazzy Fiddle! You Good job. Good are job. a bully. Good job. Good comeback. And by bully, I mean my best friend. Uh, yep. Best friend, bully. And our producer, Dead Night Knight. Oh, hell yeah! All right, well, welcome to episode 189 of the GameZilla podcast, our first episode in the new year, 2020. New year, new us. Right? 2022. It was like leap, leap, leap year. We, we jumped a couple yeah. of years, I thought. That's leap year, That's right? That's how it works. When you just leap years? Yeah. You don't actually... Wait a minute. What's a leap year? <laughs> I, had a, I had a couple leap years in college. I don't, I don't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But yeah, it's our first episode in 2018. Uh, new format, new us, and um, Jazzy's still here. I don't know. We just can't get rid of him. It's like a, That's right. a leech. That's right. But. Like a rash. We want to get into it. We want to start off right. So, um, Deadite, why don't you uh, let us know who helps us make this show every week who believes in us so strongly they give us money they do that and, and you know what i believe in them so strongly i reciprocate by giving some of that money straight back when i place an order at detroitbeardcollective.com the greatest place in the entire known universe and probably even the unknown portions of the universe uh, because I've never seen a bearded alien, <laughs> you got to buy all your beard care supplies from DetroitBeardCollective.com. Go ahead, log on, get yourself a beard crate. It's where you choose all the different beard care supplies you need, uh, beard elixirs, beard butters, beard shampoos. Choose the scents that you want, put them in a beard crate, and have them shipped directly to your doorstep. And uh, guess what? If you use the checkout code MCGAMING, you will save 20% on orders $25 or more. That's the checkout code MCGAMING at DetroitBeardCollective.com. And that way you'll know you'll impress any of those baby-faced aliens that come to probe you with your handsome-looking beard. DetroitBeardCollective.com. You can influence this podcast and get early access to all of the GameZilla podcasts by supporting us on Patreon.com slash Media. Like all of the bearded aliens out there do. We've got They're like there. four new bearded aliens in our Patreon. What? Yeah. That's amazing. If you would I follow didn't know they Patreon, existed up to a minute ago. Yeah, well, I'm cheap. Listen, we just brought a whole new demographic to our sponsor. They should bearded be thrilled. Aliens. They probably have some form of currency. Oh man, Superman's Human dad had a beard, didn't he? I guess I guess there are bearded aliens. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Plus, there is <laughs> I was like a predator with a beard would look silly. <laughs> Plus, you can buy Mars Attacks 2 on the PlayStation sale right now. Oh. You, don't you mean destroy all humans? Yeah, that too. Yeah. Are, we, are we done with our Patreon plug? <laughs> yeah. I don't even yeah. know if we're in it anymore. <sighs> Patreon.com slash Media. All right. Wow. Well, I don't have a special splash uh, for the Twitch show for our team talk, but let's get into uh, what you guys been up to in this uh, brand new year. Jazzy Fiddle, how you been doing? I've been doing good. 
I have to give a shout out to at Testonomics. Um, he reminded me that Arena of Valor came out for the uh, the iOS devices and the Google Plays and all those, so you can play it on your phone before you get access to it on the Switch. And that game reminds me so much of League that I will buy it for my Switch. It's not League, but it's the closest thing to League without being League. Let's be honest, it's the best MOBA. Like this is gonna this is a statement I'm making right now. When it hits the Switch. It'll be the best MOBA on a console. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sorry, Paragon. R.I.P. Paragon. Sorry, Smite. Yeah. Winterfest is going on a Paragon right now. Who cares? Nobody. Um, I didn't even know Paragon was still a thing. <laughs> it is. Only because I linked my account, so I get emails from them from Epic. Oh, like, I, did know, <laughs> I did know it was a thing because during Fortnite, they tell me they about tell Paragon. They, they they're do. like, hey, we, know, trying to push we finally games. have a game. People like, would you please look at our other game over here? <laughs> Uh, so I've been playing it, and for me, I hate mobile games that use, like, the little joystick. Oh, Like, yeah. it has that little joystick oh, yeah, in the yeah. corner. This actually works. It's the first joystick I've ever used on a, a mobile device that actually, like, responds to my movement on the actual device. So kudos to whatever they did to make that work for me. But um, do you think it helps that you have a large screened phone? Oh yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah. That might also sure. be a factor. Yep, for sure. Um, so I'm playing a lot of that. Um, lots of Fortnite. Been playing the battle royale. They had the high explosive weekend where you could only uh, run around with rockets, grenade launchers, and grenades. Super fun. Loved it. Um, and I even purchased the zombie horde mode and gave that a little run, and uh, it's fun. I um. Picked it up on PlayStation because I'm an idiot and wanted the trophies because that's how you earn trophies who, in Fortnite. Who is this guy? And who, I wish I would have got it for Xbox because I want to play with Grimlock. <laughs> like so you, you told me this story the other night. You're like, you're going to be mad at me, though. And I'm yeah, yeah. like, why? And he's like, I bought it on PS4 because I wanted the trophies. Yeah. And I was like, who are you, my wife? <laughs> like, I have I'm, never I'm, heard you chase after trophies, let alone any trophies other than this Fortnite night game right. that you that aren't even that easy to obtain if you look at the list of trophies they're, they're not they're not easy to obtain and you I, played mistakes the game, were made and you played the game 2000% more on the Xbox we only played on the PS4 when other people are online and they want to play yeah i'm i'm personally disgusted by your decision <laughs> chasing trophies yeah I I was I couldn't believe that that was your excuse. I thought like yeah, it was it was I bad. Thought, it was bad. I thought do they not sure, have achievements on the Xbox? They do. They're they do. called achievements. Yeah. And I just wanted the trophy <laughs> <laughs> because, because because I have no achievements on Xbox and I have all of these trophies on PlayStation and I'm like man, do I really want to start this this achievement horrorism over here too? <laughs> So, okay, mistakes were made. Anyways, moving on. Um, Overwatch, the new season came out. I hopped in with Player One Miggy and Cable2KX and decided, hey, yeah, it's been like four seasons. I'll give Overwatch a try again. Played my nine placement matches. I don't know if I'm going to finish them. You're going to finish. I'm going to finish. I have you a have lot one of fun. Left. I have you a lot of one left. Okay, You're but if I it. play that one and I get placed in like. Negative bronze. You if will. That's even possible. One hundred percent. It is. Then um, <laughs> for you, I, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll keep playing with my friends this time. You're three yeah. and like six right now. 
You're going bronze, my the, friend. The, well, the you're thing three that, and six. You're going bronze. The thing that frustrates me is right we're playing. <laughs> we're playing a game the other day, and uh, Cable's playing Tracer, and he's like, typical Cable fashion. It's like three fourths of the way through, like the little matches, and he's like, "Oh man, I just looked at the scoreline. I have seventy three kills." I'm like, "Fuck you, Cable!" <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm playing a healer, healing your ass, and I've got like, and I'm <laughs> so I click on it, right? I'm like, "Oh yeah, a healer. I'm not gonna get." And I looked at it, and I had twenty four kills and was silver. I'm like, "Wait a minute, I'm the healer. I have twenty four kills as a down. healer." And I have the silver medal for eliminations. Yeah. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're probably not going to win this yeah. one. Guys. Yeah, that's Re- real quick. We we sh- we do this show live on twitch.tv slash gamezilla media every Monday night. Normally, I know it's Tuesday, but every Monday night, 7 p.m., we do this show. And because of that, every, we have to stop the show every once in a while. Chops is in the stream right now and just said he's about to buy Axiom Verge on the Switch right now and just asked the show, should he do it? What's the answer? I think it's I think it's across the board the same answer. We'll let Deadite answer for all of us. Well, a little preview of what I'm going to be talking about. It's all I've played for the last two days, and this is not my first time playing some Axiom Verge. So Chops... It's totally worth it. It's so good. So, so it's, good. Yeah, the music yeah. is immersive. The Man. gameplay is fun. It's a it's a classic style Metroidvania. It's the most classic a Metroidvania can get without being the original Metroid. And it's it's yeah. a love letter to Metroid fans. Yeah. You gotta I love play it. it. You it's gotta play my, it. It's fifteen yeah. bucks. It's I think it's even on sale right now. It might be like thirteen or ten. It's on my yeah, yeah. I just Switch. keep going. Cause that's all I Overwatch was it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that was all. So just yeah. just keep going, man. Then, yeah. Just tell the world about Axiom Verge. Man, my my friend Grimlock and my friend Brickbitch got me the Axiom Verge physical edition on Switch, the multiverse edition, because got a lot of love for this game. So Grim came through with a, a dope-ass Christmas gift. Uh, so I was pretty geeked up. I didn't know there's a making of documentary in that. Box. Yes. Did oh, you yes. watch it yet? Not yet, but it's I'm super oh, excited. I'm, yeah. I'm excited to watch it. So it's it's got the the poster map. It's got the art mm-hmm. book. The, the soundtrack is awesome. Uh, all three of us on the show have been known to just bump the soundtrack because it's so good. And I'm not really an electric music guy. Yeah. It's in my um, car right now. It it you know it it you know it is video game music. It is sort of maybe it it feels like it's right in line with the the style of the game, which is kind of a hybrid between six the sixteen bit era and the eight bit era. Um, the I don't know, the music just it's perfect. It's so good for the game. So I could talk all night, and I know Grim could too about how good Axiom Verge is. But if you're thinking about playing it. it do it. And on the Switch, it's awesome because I, I bought it on PlayStation a year and a half ago or so, and I've, I maybe put four or five, six hours into the game. Um, but now having it on Switch, I know I'm going to be able to put a lot more time in because when you play on Switch, it fits into your schedule a little bit more. I'm in the lunchroom today. I put a half hour in. That's something I couldn't do if I was still playing it on PlayStation. So yeah. um, so that's you know a big thing that I've been playing. And uh, I took, uh, took a cue from my friend Jazzy Fiddle. Over Ooh. over my my extended break from work, I downloaded. Leak leak leak. No, not I. I didn't. Oh. I didn't. I didn't go that that hard. <laughs> um, I had uh, my brother in law gave me a twenty dollar switch credit, and Shovel Knight Treasure Trove was on sale oh, for twenty dollars. All right, all right, I ain't mad. I ain't mad. So I was like, man, 
everyone's telling me to play, but really it was Jazzy's motivation telling me how much fun he had playing it on Switch. So I downloaded Shovel Knight and uh, really liking it. I thought Shovel Knight was one going to be, you know, I'm, I might be speaking early. I thought Shovel Knight was going to be one of those games that the difficulty level was going to frustrate me a lot. So far, that hasn't been the case. I'm not saying I've breezed right through the game, but so far, it's been a really enjoyable challenge. I haven't been stuck or frustrated at any points. You know, I've died a fair share. I'm not going to lie about that, but the challenge is right where I want it to be, and I'm uh, I'm currently on whatever the ice the ice night is. So I'm I'm over halfway through the order of no quarter or whatever. So I'm I'm doing well on that, and then I'm already looking ahead to. Uh, you know, Spectre of Torment and, you know, the other expansions because the, the King Knight one hasn't come out yet, right? The final? You mean, yeah. The, yeah, there's a, yeah. there's one additional DLC that will be coming out. Yeah, but so. You have uh, Plague Knight and, and Spectre Knight yep. as far as the tre- treasure trove or yeah. whatever. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to just keep keep going through those. And I already know that this game is has high replayability. I already know it's something that I'm going to get through, and I'm like, I feel like playing some Shovel Knight and get right back into uh, playing the main campaign. So I'm really enjoying that. And then my other uh, game of choice over my extended break from from work over the holidays was Battlefront 2. Um, you know, I, I definitely feel a lot of the frustrations that people feel with the game, but I'm enjoying playing it. Uh, the campaign is awesome. I know Grim talked about that length, so I'm not going to go into it too much, but I'm super in love with that i you know i know it's not too long but it is it also has high replayability because i enjoy the story the gameplay is fun uh and multiplayer i'm starting to get a hang of it because it is paced you know we know that i play overwatch and destiny well this is a little bit more fast paced you die quicker it's maybe a little bit closer to like a call of duty pacing which isn't really my thing so uh it's taken a little bit of adjustment but i'm finally starting to get used to it where i'm i'm my i'm more successful with the kills and i'm just loving you know the new uh the last Jedi content that they dropped for it, and I'm I'm still having a good time with the game. Cool. Well, I've been playing a lot. Uh, starting off with my Switch has been getting a lot of attention because of the eShop sale. I picked up, um, let's see, the game. I'm only going to go over the games I played. I've picked up a lot of games up during the sale, but I picked up Mummy Demastered. Yeah. SteamWorld Dig 2. Man, Mummy Demastered. Better or worse than the movie? Better, hundred thousand <laughs> percent. So, all right. So, those are the two I want to. Yeah, those are the two I want to uh, touch on. Mummy Demastered is. Uh, it, they're both Metroidvania games, and it's, it's surprisingly by way. It's by way forward, well-known company. It's been making some some good games recently. Uh, it is a good game where you basically play the role of an agent that is going through and trying to stop this evil, you know, mummy that's raising dead and, and causing a bunch of chaos. The cool angle of this, it's very Metroidvania classic style, but the cool twist is that when you die, they they send another agent. You don't you don't respawn. You technically die as that agent and you become a new agent and you have to go kill your old agent because oh, he's become cool. possessed by the mummy and that's the only way you get your gear back. You actually drop in as like a raw agent and have to go kill him, and then he drops all the stuff that you had gained as that agent. And they're not easy to kill either, actually. So yeah, that, if you're yeah. loaded out, you have to... Uh, yeah, they, they if you're <laughs> if they're loaded out, they have all that to use against you. So it's almost like oh, a mini... Wow. It's a mini-boss every time you die, almost. So um, that's been a very interesting game. Uh, picked up SteamWorld Dig 2, put some time into that. I'm enjoying it. I, don't, I feel that SteamWorld Dig 2 gets a lot of high marks, but I feel like it's a hybrid. I don't think it's... Uh, it's a true Metroidvania game. 
I'm not sure what you're queuing for here. <laughs> okay, because that's what I thought yeah, of watching you play it for like 40 <laughs> minutes today. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you oh don't my like goodness, it. this looks super boring. Yeah, you don't like it. And I played some. I played some of the first Steam World Dig, and like I don't know, I I was open to it. And it was something I was actually looking forward to eventually playing. And watching you play it, I was like, I'm not going to play this game. It just didn't. Yeah. S- I'm not into the exploration enough. Because it, it just didn't seem like the gameplay was engaging. Yeah. That, that's you know me personally. I feel so. That's the thing. There's some there's some major pieces that a traditional Metroidvania game would have that this doesn't. And to me, that's why I feel it's a more of a hybrid game. It's it's good. Its visuals are pretty. The mechanics work really well. So like I, I give it. I think I rated it on our Discord um, a seven out of ten. And I think it's a it's a decent game that people will enjoy. I just personally don't put it on the level of a Ori in the Blind Forest, Axiom Verge, Guacamelee. Like, you know, like to me, some of the better current gen, recent uh, Metroidvania games. But I've been playing it. It's been fun. I'm getting ready to play through Axiom Verge once again to compare the two because we have a debate going on in our Nintendo channel uh, on our Discord about that. So, and then beyond that, I'm playing, like, like Jazzy said, a lot of Fortnite. Uh, working on our battle pass, trying to get get all the uh, all the the gear unlocked through our battle pass. Won't spend a ton of time on that. And then my stream, right? I've been streaming under Grimlock the Dino, so twitch.tv slash Grimlock the Dino, and I stream four four nights a week: Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, usually start time is nine nine or ten p.m. and I just go super late until I'm tired. Um, I beat Hello Neighbor and I had a really good experience where storytelling puzzle solving was a super fun game as long as I had never played it because I went in blind, no Google allowed, no walkthroughs. Only let, the only people that could help me is the chat. That's the rule. So with that, we beat Hello Neighbor in a couple days and I had a really good time. I met some new people and it was a lot of fun. So the idea now is that I want to keep finding games that I can kind of have that experience with. So we moved on to Little Nightmares. Uh, a Bandai st- uh, um, developed game or, or published game. I've had it on my shelf since it came out. I bought the special edition with the little figure and everything, and it sat there sealed. And so I uh, decided to start it up last night on the stream. We got through a couple acts, um, and the same thing. I have it's it's a story slash puzzle you know solving game that. You know, I'm getting through pretty well, but at the same time, the chat is able to jump in and say, you know, hey, have you tried, you know, knocking this over or try using this? And, you know, I think uh, like like uh, one of our one of our returning returning fans all the time, um, player one, Miggy, he was in the stream and he was and there was a couple times that his simple like comment helped me solve the room. So I like that. That's basically what I'm going to try to craft my stream around as much as I can. It makes it into like an escape room almost. Yeah. It's like you can go in an escape room and like if you only have the one mindset, it's like kind of like you're going to keep thinking the same way over and over again to try to solve the puzzles. But having those additional people to see things in a different way can help you like figure it out. It's a cool concept. I like it. Yeah. And then lastly, I jumped into Overwatch um, before the season started. So I haven't done any of my placement matches, but it was my first time playing Overwatch in months. And it felt good. I felt pretty good as long as there was a squad to run with. I, I still don't have any interest in booting up Overwatch and running solo. Um, but when we had, f- I think we started with like three. Then we got a fourth. And then we got a fifth. Um, so we, and, and we ran like almost a full squad. And that was pretty fun uh, to, to do that. So, 
I'll probably play. I'll probably get my placements done and see how it all goes. But I'm more excited for the uh, league season that's coming up here in a couple weeks. I think when that hits, uh, something's going to get lost, and it's going to be. I think I'll drop Overwatch pretty quick. But that's just me. So yeah, that's what we've been playing. We want to know what you're playing. So head on over to our Discord. You can go to gameslawmedia.com and right on the homepage, there's a button. If you click the button, you join the Discord. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, let's get into some news. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. <coughs> Downloading headlines. Now let's have it. What about this monster story of yours? Download complete. Alright, sorry for the coughs. I am a little under the weather fighting this off, so it'll get better, I promise. Just give me some time. Our first topic... You need to borrow my inhaler? Yeah, right? <laughs> Our first topic... Seriously, you need to borrow my inhaler? Yeah, get hook me up with that shit. <laughs> okay, for real. Our first topic is Player Unknown Battlegrounds. And we got a couple pieces we want to talk about here. So, first up, Player Unknown Battlegrounds... Arguably the most popular video game of 2017 is your um, big game that was on Steam on the PC. It just just got to get early access release on the Xbox. Um, we just saw what three million over three million concurrent players now or whatever on the PC side since it went yep. it went uh, real game. It went full mode, yeah. you know, not early yeah. access anymore. No longer um, alpha beta. Yeah, right. Yeah, 1.0 versions officially out. Well, the thing I wanted to talk about here is that the um, CEO has come out and started to talk about how PUBG as a brand needs is going to go everywhere, and so, like, and you're like, oh yeah, well yeah, it's going to go to Xbox, and maybe eventually it'll go to PS4, and then you know. Hopefully the Switch, maybe. I mean, they you got things ripping it off, putting on Android phone or putting them on cell phones, so you probably could put it on the Switch, right? And so that's like that's your thinking, right? But the crazy thing is that in the interview, the CEO spoke about the ambition for PUBG to become much more than just a game. In a quote, he stated, "I'd like PUBG to become a universal media franchise based on a game." We want to take part in diverse industries, including esports, movies, drama, cartoons, animation, and more. In fact, we've received a couple of love calls from a number of developers in Hollywood and Netflix. Oh, really? Our dream is to build a new game-based culture through various ways like this, uh, and have that lead, uh, and have that be the lead of the culture. So, they've done this before. It's called the Hunger Games. The Hunger Games isn't a video game. Oh, it's similar in the fact that it's like a Battle Royale type of movie. Oh, you're comparing... Okay. Well, see, what they want to do is put the name PUBG on everything. Like, so you're, you're going to eat PUBG cereal, you're going to wear PUBG boxers, and then you're going to go... What about PUBG briefs? You're going to go clean... You're going to brush your teeth with PUBG paste, and... <laughs> Man, get out of here, PUBG! <laughs> to me, this... like, to, So I brought this up because I was like... Name one thing that started in the game industry. Let's just okay, and and was able to to traverse like everything we know. 
minus Nintendo. You don't get Nintendo. No, nah, man. We at least we Nintendo doesn't get a pass. The Super Mario Brothers movie was cinematic diarrhea. I know, but you can sit there now and you can sit there and say that Nintendo has made toys. They are about to open a Universal yeah, Studio. It's transcendent. It's tran- it, 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 you know, at this point, it's starting to. Yes, they've had speed bumps, major speed bumps, like the crash and burn. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> horrible. But like Resident Evil hasn't done it. I mean, Assassin's Re- Creed. Assassin's Creed didn't do it. Like, Doom. <laughs> Doom didn't do it. So my whole thing for me is like, do you? You're you have a good thing here. You have one of the most. You have a success story that is on a level that like has broken records. Why do you want to go like? Why do you want to be Rome, right? Why do you want to just grow to this point where you just crumble and fail? I I don't see like PUBG cannot cannot make those those leaps and bounds. And if you do, you're going to start weakening your brand to the point where you become a laughing stock of everything. No, this guy's like, man, I'm about to be a one hit wonder. <laughs> I need to get paid while this brand still has some uh, some clout to it. I, uh, that's that's I mean, totally what he's doing. Listen, the, the, he could maybe make a push for some like simple things that have relevance. So like maybe there's a PUBG like Nerf brand line or something like that. But you're not going to see like PUBG cereal and PUBG like. Why tampons. wouldn't you? Okay, first of all, PUBG cereal what a hundred percent could happen. I mean, more likely than I guess yeah. some of this. And all stuff, and all the little, like all the little pieces are shaped like guns and bullets. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. No. okay. Ten years ago, kill your friends by eating PUBG cereal. <laughs> Ten years no, ago, no, if you no, told me no. there was going to be Minecraft cereal, I would I would have told you to go punch yourself in the dick. <laughs> but it's here. But there, there's Minecraft everything. So I know this isn't marketed at the same age demographic, but PUBG I guess could be the next Minecraft. I don't know, like yeah. it could just it could just blow up. I mean, it's already huge, but they I'll give they you want- cereal, I'll give you a Nerf gun line, and I'll give you a Netflix series. That's what you get, PUBG. Anything else? And the Netflix series it's is legitimately going to just be like an army movie that you just slap PUBG on. Like technically, it was filmed 2 years ago before your game was even out. But we're just going to put the PUBG name on top of it. Yeah, okay? there's going to be a, yeah, gonna it's gonna do have it. nothing to do with Battle Royale at all yeah. or like anything to have to do with PUBG. No, they're going to they're going to take uh WWE's The Marine 7 that they shot already <laughs> with starring The Miz and be like, "I guess we're changing the franchise to Player Unknown's Battlegrounds starring The Miz." <laughs> so, all right, like I said, we're we're live on Twitch every Monday night, right? And I have to bring up that there there's a couple really good uh comments. First of all, Sheriff Patty is on fire. He says, "Okay, so he's very tired of hearing PUBG's creators talking out of their ass. He is the ooey bowl of developers." If you don't know who that is, he is one of the worst movie directors in all of history that has tried to like take video games and make movies. Yeah, and they are god awful. Um, Did I believe he do Blood Ryan, uh, Blood, Blood Rain, Blood Rain, Blood Rain. That's Rain what, yeah, but he also is famous for House of the Dead. Yeah. Trying to bring oh, House geez. of the Dead to, to the to the green screen. Yeah, I loved that. He also said a uh, Netflix series can be about how much Fortnite is better. That's Being true. Fortnite players, I like to poke. Uh, I think they both can coexist, but I just think PUBG needs to focus on their game and they need to focus on building out the future of PUBG before Battle Royale-style like style games become 
you know, the thing of the past. Is this uh, is this Brandon Blue or whatever his name is? Uh, Brandon it, Green. It, no, no, no. <laughs> Brandon Green is the is a cre- is the creator, and he oh, is this, a, uh, this another this guy. This is his. This is his like sidekick. This All is right. like this is his Jazzy. This is, it, yeah. it is technically his jazz. Yeah. The guy just messes everything yeah. up after is, he has great ideas. Is this sidekick guy the LeVar Ball of the game world? Just out there saying outlandish things all the time? Yes. Hunter, I don't like your phrasing, though. I honestly though. Hey, believe that is exactly what this guy is. Because <laughs> every time I've heard this man talk. What's his last name? Kim, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. it's Kim. He talks, and I just go, this is my reaction to him. Shut the fuck <laughs> up, man! Like, oh my god, put put Green back on, put Brendan Green back on, and get this guy off the stage. He has no business talking to the public. I um, don't. You need to watch your phrasing. He though, must because have a lot of money. Okay? You said they need to build out, and they don't do building in PUBG. Okay, that's one thing they took out of this genre of games that just didn't need to be there was building. All right, player one Miggy on the Twitch goes. They already made the movie. It's called Battle Royale. They'll just put PUBG above it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So um, one last topic on PUBG. PUBG we'll- Death Race 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this time, it's Motor Mayhem in the Battleground. You just see a bunch of guys running people over the field. like. <laughs> You thought Pitch Perfect 3 was bad. <laughs> PUBG Pitch Perfect 4. They're going to war. <laughs> Find your microphone to the nearest shack. <laughs> Singing for bullets, bitches. <laughs> bullets and hoes. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So um, one more topic about PUBG. Uh, Microsoft did something a little a little strange. Um that people are calling out that they basically stole some artwork. And so I'm going to show you uh, two images here on, on Twitch. So again, if you're, if you're listening, we'll explain it. But for our viewers, they, they, get, they get to see it. So here is the image that was created by a fan. Created by a fan okay. that has some graphic design skills. It's an Xbox. With, uh, gr- you know, it looks like you know, a wheat, like a cornfield, and a player kind of walking through it on top of the Xbox. Yeah, looks pretty good. I, I like I like the simplistic art style. It's cool. Whatever. Here's Microsoft's uh, version without ever talking to said artist, aka they are saying this was created on their own. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> completely different. Let me tell you what's different about it. There's a controller in it. It's a black um, system. It's, it's a black a system versus a white system. So and a different system. And uh, there's clearly a loot crate. In this yeah, one. they added a crate and said just the player. And the guy's crouching versus the other dude standing. Yeah. So, um, you know, the angle's a little bit different. Yes, there's some different, you know, color choices. And a couple assets are added into the image. But co- you got to be kidding me, right? Like, There's even clouds in the background. I know. The clouds even are almost like, you know, so. The I, fan art is better. Look at, like, the wheat on the left side, how it just, like, fades. They need to hire this guy. Yeah. It's they awful. need to hire him. So, anyways, with this being happened, with this happening, Microsoft did step in. Uh, they did remove the ad. Uh, so it is taken down, and they are looking into the situation, and they will be reaching out directly to the artist of the original piece um, once they find out more details. Now, I, yeah, like in this day and age, does stuff get created that you know accidentally that are is similar to something, or are you influenced by something else? Sure, but it's tough when it's this close. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But then, can like okay, so this is clearly fan art because they're taking the 
the character of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds and putting it into their fan art. Can they technically really get that mad at Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for using it when it's technically theirs to begin with? A hundred percent, because it's fan. It's so. I take a photo. This is the same argument as a for a photographer, right? Mm-hmm. I take a photo of a building, and I and I and I put it on a piece of paper, and then someone sees it, and they go take the same photo, and they go make a million dollars because they saw my photo. Well, I don't own the building, and I don't own the ground that the building's on, and I don't own anything, but I own the photo that that was put on display for sale or whatever, right? Right. So when someone goes and plagiarizes your work. That's the problem. It's not necessarily what the work is. Now, now, mind you, if this guy was out there trying to sell these as posters, then Microsoft would, could sue him. Be like, hey, you can't sell his posters. You don't own the rights to that name. You don't own the rights to that, to that art. Right. You know? But in the end, as far as a company stealing work from somebody else to then make millions because you're Microsoft... The, the, you know, you're going to upset the, the art community. You're going to upset the graphic design community. And, you know... It, that's a gray line that you're bringing out there. You know, it's a very gray line about like, well, what can I do? And what I, yeah, I can't go and, you know, like Nintendo is notorious. If you could bring out your Mario guy, right? You got that 20 inch tall Mario and we take pictures of it. And then we, and then we sell prints at, 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 uh, you know, packs. Right. And Nintendo rep walks by and goes, you can't sell those. You, you got Mario in it. Well, it's my photo. I took a photo of something that I own. That I paid for. So the photo, I own, and then that goes into that goes into a whole lawsuit, right? Okay. So yeah. so 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 <laughs> here, here's here's the actual. You know, I can, I can again summarize this again so people can understand a little bit more about copyright law and intellectual property. So the picture on the right, the one that's the fan art. Assumably, the person was not doing to make money. They yes, they took logos and uh, images of an Xbox system and things and assets from Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, and they made a piece of fan art that again we're assuming they were not trying to profit in a, in, a, in a way from. Okay. Then Microsoft took yes the assets that they own and the images that they own, and they stole the actual artistic aspect of the person's fan art. They took what the the artist then actually had a claim of being intellectual property and artistic work, and then they went and replicated it to make money. That's where it becomes wrong. They took from an artist to make money without crediting or paying that person. Yeah. If, if Microsoft just put this out on their Instagram or somehow like it wasn't a money thing, it'd still be kind of poor, but it, it's different. Yeah. It's a direct advertisement. It's 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 stealing the that the that property is more coveted, I guess, because okay, yeah. the, the way the the way the money's flowing in this, Microsoft's the bad guy. Yeah, see, I didn't know how that works. So yeah, that wraps it up. So I think right. they need to hire this guy though. They don't even need to hire this guy. What they need to do is they need to like call him up and be like, dude, hey, we're sorry, like all the everything for PUBG, you're going to get like this bonus, whatever. And if you just like, let us use this property, he's going to be like, hell yeah, give me all the free shit. Honestly, if this was me, you could, you could clean this up real quick. Here's what you could do, right? You could a apologize, bring your ad back up, but just give me credit, you know, inspired by artist, right? Then you send me one of those badass player unknown battleground crates that you sent to all your top streamers. Yep. That was like an actual crate that drops in the game. Yep. And you open it up and you get all this extra. Just give me one of those. And I'll go away and be happy because A, you gave me credit. So as an artist, I'm getting exposure. And B, you, uh, you hooked me up with some swag. Done. 
Yep. And what did it cost you? Putting my name somewhere and shipping me something that they cost you not honestly dick to make. Yeah. When you're one of the largest corporations right. in the entire yeah. world. Yeah. You sent them out to all these people for free anyways. You have a ex- couple extra laying around. I don't know if you've heard of a thing called Windows. They're the same people. Yeah. <laughs> Just throwing that out there. If yeah. anyone forgot who Microsoft was, <laughs> yeah. they're the Windows people. You ever yeah. heard of Windows? Exactly. All right, so we're going to move PUBG on. PUBG Windows. We're going to move on. We spent way too much. We spent too much time on PUBG. So here we go. Going to close those out. My next topic. The next topic we're getting into. Nintendo. Nintendo making some uh, making some news here, and they are announcing one of their first big delays in the Switch era. Their 64 gigabyte Switch card will not launch in 2018 like they expected. That's not good. Uh, instead, they are looking at a 2019 window for a 64 gigabyte oh, switch card. Yeah, they bungeed the shit out of this. So <laughs> it's not good at all. Yeah. So in all honesty, th- like, let's get into this. Why is this? Why is this a big deal? We, we're already re- seeing that some games are having issues fitting their game onto the 30 gigabyte, uh, you know, max size card currently, and. 64 gig was supposed to come out midway this year. So you have games that potentially were being developed that were planning to go on that card format that now are looking at, oh, well, I'm not going to delay my game six months to maybe a year because who knows when it's going to come out in 2019 just so I can get it on the card. You know, what are my options? And, you know, this is this has been that interesting choice that, you know, Nintendo obviously went with the cartridge because it's a handheld device, and they, you know, with the cartridge, they can, the device can be smaller, uh, the, the, you know, less chance of scratching discs. We we don't go through a whole UMD PSP fiasco and trying to make custom jewel cases and shit for them. It's it made sense, but you run into this same problem. This is why the you know my point of bringing up this topic was you made a cartridge that's proprietary that you know you have to develop. For, all, for everyone to use. Every developer has to use it. When I can go out to a store right now and buy a 128 gigabyte micro SD card, slap it in my phone or my tablet or even my Switch, because that's what's in my Switch, but you can't produce a 64, half that. You can't produce a 64 gigabyte cartridge that goes on the other side of your Switch and you're running into technical difficulties. No, oh, geez. <sighs> that means they haven't started it. <laughs> That's what that means. That's like, what oh, that tells man. me is they haven't started it. Man, yeah. we got really distracted with making Mario Odyssey. and yeah. You know what else they have technical difficulties on? Their app. All right, so to give you an example, by comparison, Blu-ray discs for the PS4 and the Xbox One can hold 50 gigs of data. Right now, Sony, or right now Nintendo's stuck on 32 and they were going to be able to offer 64. They were literally going to be able to put more on a cartridge than you can technically put on one of the on Blu-rays. Blu-rays. But That's 18 gigs you're missing, though. That's a lot. Yeah, that when you think about what some of these game file sizes are, this I'm interested to see what happens when we get closer to this time if some of these developers come out and, and, and say... You know, tell us certain certain stories because of this issue with the cartridge. Well, we already have games like Doom and WWE 2K on the Switch that also require a large download onto an SD card. You know, similar. You know, that's normal in the in the PlayStation realm, but it's actually pretty wild. You know, compared to the rest of the Switch library, because there isn't room on the cartridge to do it. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so while there is no doubt that downloading games is becoming more and more popular, some still prefer physical media, like me, when buying their games. But the uh, Wall Street Journal explains publishers are, of course, aware of this, and some U.S.-based companies that produce data-heavy games may now delay their titles until the 64-gigabyte cards are released. They may force their hand where they aren't able to at least release on the platform. You know, so if it is something that's going to hit PS4, Xbox One, and Switch at the same time, Switch not, you could now be looking at Switch delayed for up to half a year, oh, six God. months down the road. This which, is awful. Which leads down a shaky road. I'm not saying it's, it's as bad as it's been, but it leads down that road that Nintendo is screwing developers by not being ready, by not having this stuff figured out, because, let's be honest, um, Rhyme, the game Rhyme, right? And this is, could be a bad example because a lot of this could be, could be the developer of Rhyme's fault. But we're going to use the example. Rhyme hit Xbox One and PS4 and, and, and Steam way before Nintendo Switch. By the time it came out to Nintendo Switch, no one cared about it. Super true. Because I remember it was one of the really early games announced for Switch. Yeah. It was like when we were all like every day on all the gaming news sites trying to learn anything we could about Switch. Rhyme was like one of the first first games to hit that wasn't ARMS, that wasn't, you know, Odyssey or whatever. And uh, I was just excited. I'm like, cool, there's a, there's a new game coming. And Grim, you're totally right. By the time it came out, I have not even once thought about watching the trailer again for Rhyme or thinking about playing it or anything. It's completely irrelevant at this yeah. point. But had it launched near launch window, it would have been a huge success. Yeah, and right before, and here's the other problem. Right before it came out on Switch, I went to I think Walmart. I walked to their to their 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 sale section, their their closeout section, and I bought Rhyme on PS4 for ten dollars. When it was launching on Switch for I believe forty. Oh god, yeah. So that's the other problem is that these games come out and they still cost because the cartridge costs money and, and all the production level costs money for this to make this a physical product. So well, do I buy for ten bucks or do I buy for forty? And you know, the when it's that vast of a difference, I, I'm gonna save the money. You know, if it's five ten dollars, then I look at the whole five ten dollar upcharge because I get portability, because I get you know the advantages of ha having it on the switch. But you know, that's the issue here that I think we're gonna see more. The only option you're gonna have is can can some of these developers just go digital only? And, and release a physical later, but even then, is it worth it? Is it worth it? Because if your game comes out now, and then a physical version comes out six months later, is it relevant? Well, you have to realize you know, too, as as a developer, that the physical cartridge isn't just a game; it's advertisement for them. Like walking into this your game room and seeing all of those games. Is every one of those games developers advertising to me that I should buy that game as well? Yeah. Whereas if it's a digital copy, I don't get that unless I'm watching you play your system and you're scrolling through your library. Plus, Nintendo has to be really careful because like this was a huge sales pitch for the Switch to begin with was third-party support. You're not just going to see Nintendo on Nintendo anymore. You're going to see Bethesda bring their stuff over to the Switch. And they have, and it's been successful. And if they're not going to be able to allow Bethesda to continue to grow their product on the Switch, they're just going to leave. 
And then you're going to be right back in the same boat that you've been in the whole time. Well, that's of what just I mean. Like being Nintendo, yeah. the situation isn't bad right now because you you do have a healthy eShop. You have a huge indie scene. You have a lot of things going for you. But this is like that first kind of like, is this one of the first cracks that we're looking through that we're like, oh, there's the Nintendo we know. Because this is a historical sticking point with Nintendo literally all the way back to the NES. You had to buy your cartridges from Nintendo. Developers hated it. And, you know, that's why they quickly all left to go to Sony. Like, in in flocks, you can look at huge developers that jumped to PlayStation as soon as it was an option because the media cost less. You you didn't have to deal with all the proprietary crap from Nintendo. And I understand some of the reasonings behind doing this, you know, quality control as well as, you know, the ability for them to make more money because it is their proprietary cart. But we're seeing where this isn't good for developers. And it's the reason that from the Super Nintendo all the way through the Wii U, they had third party problems that continue to grow and snowball throughout the generations. And the success of the Switch as a piece of hardware got everyone like, oh my God, we need to be on this platform again, rushing back. But it's only going to take a few things like this for some of the developers to be like, yeah, maybe not. Maybe we'll wait. Yeah. And so, you know, we'll see. We'll see how this affects people as, a, as it rolls out. But there is the delay. So we, we're not going to be seeing the, uh, the 64 gigabyte char- uh, cartridges until uh, 2019. So, all right. They better be making more switches then. That's all I got to say. That's probably what they're doing. They're probably like, man, we can make more money getting more switches. You know, what they, could, you know what they could get 80 bucks from me for doing? Make more of those damn Super Nintendo classics they claimed they were going to make. I've seen <laughs> zero in stores. I'm in stores to sell video games at least once a week looking at video games. I have never seen one of those in the wild, and I'm salty about that one, Nintendo. How are they going to get you next year? Around the same time, they're like, we're re-releasing the SNES. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. All right, next, our next topic is uh, something very interesting. Uh, loot boxes have been, uh, arguably have been the biggest controversy of gaming this year. Hands down, Star Wars Battlefront 2 uh, yeah. has been a shit show thanks to microtransactions and loot boxes. Um, but Apple has... Uh, Came out of uh, came out of nowhere really with this one and uh, set some some very strong regulations on loot box systems within their operating system. So Apple updated its App Store requirements, adding a clause that forces developers to disclose loot box odds. Now games with random rewards available for purchase must tell players the chances of getting each type of item in a loot box. So that way, when the Jade Rabbit drop is one in a million, you know that before you buy your loot boxes. Yeah, that's true. I, you know? I think that's great. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. No, this is it, this it is, is a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. They tell you on blind boxes, you go buy like a blind box little toy. One in you, 72. You know your odds of getting the one you want when you buy it. You go and buy a pack of Pokemon cards, you got an idea what your odds are. You're going to get one rare, and then there's like... If you, you're going through the crate, there's like two of the EX cards or whatever, the entire booster crate. Like, you know what you're getting into with that. And I think it is, I think it's yeah. great to hold these developers accountable. Yeah. So Apple's doing this, which is interesting because, you know, Apple is across the world, right? Everyone knows iPhone and, and iPad and all that stuff. So uh, it's notable because the United States currently does not federally require the disclosure of odds. Um, but several other countries, you know, across the world do. 
So I think Apple is looking at it as a blanket. Like, hey, well, we're going to have to do it here. It's honestly, it's a good thing. Let's do it everywhere. Yeah. And that's smart. I think I want to see, I want to see more companies move in this way where, you know, even a publisher looks at it like, okay, well, you're a developer. You plan on doing microtransactions. Um, you have to, you know, in order for us to publish it, you have to, yeah, give it's us, just give the easier odds. to do everything one way is yeah. just easier. Yeah, instead of having to like track down where you can do something, where you can't do something, and how you got to do something here, and it's just so much easier to just do it one way. It's just like five years ago, whenever it was, where they told fast food places you had to have the calories and you had to have the health facts available for people. It changed the way I eat because I'd go through a drive-through and go, "Oh my goodness, I'm getting one hamburger." You know, like it really did. The, the amount of fries, like everything. So having information up front to educate people about what they're buying is important as a consumer. Yeah. So yeah, I think uh, this is huge. I, I look forward to see how other because it's Apple, right? Like this isn't like some smaller company that were like, yeah, it's cool. Good for you. This is Apple putting this in, in place. Will we like, how will we see it? The trickle effect now, because Apple's huge. So I, um, I look forward to seeing that this, you know, regulation gets used more by console companies, by you know, Sony, Microsoft. These are the companies that could step in and say, Hey, you want to be Nintendo. You want to be on our platform? You can, you want to bring Arena Valor to the Switch? You can. Got to put the odds in there. Yeah, that's going to mess up with like the higher arcs of EA sitting up in their penthouse. Doesn't like, matter. Twirling their mustache going, <laughs> idiot Apple. Never going to make no money like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure Apple's okay. Oh, I know they are. Have but, you ever like, heard of a EA. thing called <laughs> the, brightest. the iPhone, <laughs> iMacs, iPods? It's Pac- the opposite. Remember that time hey. I said, remember Windows? They're the other one. Hey, uh, Pac-Man's dad's on Twitch right now, okay? Pac-Man oh, Pac-Man's dad, dad. He just wants to let you know that Apple is the largest company in the world. They're okay. I'm uh, Yeah. And to me, I understand that. The people up in the penthouse at EA, probably not so much. Well, I mean... I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to be mean. Never mind. Nope. Nope. I was going to talk about maybe where those people came from. But nope. Nope. I'm taking the high road today. <coughs> Fuck you, EA. So now we're going to see these, terrible. Now we now we could potentially down the road see these uh, boxes behind us from Overwatch, which are the loot boxes you can get in Overwatch, earn or buy. And then you'll there'll be a little button on the side. You click it, and it'll be like, ah, it's sh- shitty. <laughs> yeah. What are my chances? What are my chances? None. <laughs> no, no, none. Uh, chances of disappointment? One hundred percent. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Oh god. All right. Let's move into. They'll find a way around it. Let's move into our last topic here. Our last topic of the news is uh, rather interesting. World Health Organization has listed two gaming-related health disorders. They are officially recognized by the WHO. Oh, I know, I know, uh, I know one of them. Red alert, massive butthurt, critical damage. I mean, I guess so, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, butthurt, butthurt is, uh, is a... Officially recognized Jazzy Fiddle Syndrome. (laughs) Yeah. No, (laughs) no, no. medical condition. Yeah. Y'all butthurt. I'm, uh, I have FTS, all right? That's full tilt syndrome. <laughs> That's un- how'd you guys know? Those are the two that they recognize. Oh, really? Uh, no, no, they're not. All right. So, um, 
Yeah. So the World Health Organization will list gaming disorder and hazardous gaming as health disorders in its international uh come oh my god, I can't I can't speak. Compendum. Yeah, compendum of disorders. So oh sorry, of diseases. Oh, sorry, of oh, diseases. That makes it sound yeah, so much it makes worse. It sound way worse. All right. So part of uh, WHO's first major update, since 1992, gaming disorder is listed as an addictive behavior alongside gambling, while hazardous gaming is a pattern of gaming behavior that, that um, increases the risk of harmful physical or mental health. The results of both disorders, as described, have received mass media attention in the past, and this uh, categorization appears to be an attempt to allow for easier diagnosis and treatment. Game disorder could well be seen as linked to controversy around loot boxes and what constitutes gambling and gaming. Hazardous gaming is reminiscent of cases where individuals have died after extreme gaming sessions. (laughs) What? (laughs) People have died? People have died gaming. (laughs) You're catching this right now. You're catching this right now. Come on! Like, like... You gotta sleep. You gotta eat. Are, are you catching this right now, though? Come like, on. He's laughing at it's people. It's natural death. selection. <laughs> if you die because you play too many video all games, I'm saying sociopath. All right, but let's get back to the story. I take back zero chuckles. Yeah, I give chuckles. I take zero back. All right. Both disorders are currently part of a draft uh, for the update, meaning their specifics could change before publication. Um, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders is a uh, separate record of strictly psychological disorders, does not currently list a gaming disorder, calling it only a condition for further study. All right, so that's, that's, the, that's the article. Why did I bring it up is because... Is gaming a disease? Is gaming habits, gaming problems a disease? Or is it triggered by your actual problem? Right? So we've talked about being in a dark place in your life. And it triggering you to escape into a video game where you don't worry about that problem. But the problem wasn't the game that drove you there. That made you want to escape. The problem was something else. You know? Someone's beating you, someone, you know, bullying, whatever it is. You know, so the disorder where you, you know, kind of reserve yourself and go hide, it doesn't mean, like, the, the form of how you do it is different, right? So, like, example, I could go hide and read nothing but comic books. Or I could go hide and, you know, start cutting my arm in the dark or I could go hide and go live on wow because it's my new life like there's there's different re- like the trigger and what causing it and what the disorder is may not necessarily be the game the game is just yeah. the, is the outlet the game is the escape so for me to sit there and say you to to list these as disorders like how many people right like when this gets published when it actually gets like it's official there's two diseases in gaming. They're going to grab their kid and literally run to the doctor and be like, my son plays WoW 14 hours a day. He's addicted. I need um, a medical marijuana license for myself to get through this. Like, like I just, to me, like, I don't like necessarily like this being passed as official disorders. 
It's a it's a difference if you have like this person that acts completely different, plays a video game, and then like almost gets brainwashed and comes out a completely different person. Like that, I could see maybe saying like, "Hey, video games have changed the mental state of this person in some way, shape, or form." <laughs> but you Twitch could do chat, this. The Twitch chat is out of yeah. control. Right but you now. could do this with anything. Like, social media should be a disorder then, too, because how much are people on social media all day? You're anything. Okay, so that's what, that's, what the, that's what the chat's really talking about. Anything can be an addiction, right? Right. So my whole thing about this is that I've, okay, I myself have, have found video games to be an escape in, the, in, in certain parts of my life, okay, where I played probably what would be considered an unhealthy amount of video games. It affected school. It affected sleep, right? But it wasn't the game that made me do it. It never was the game. It was the fact that I was going through some medical issues. It was the fact that I, I was scared to go to school. It was the fact of bullying. It was, those, were, those were the triggers where I felt safe here. Now, yes, maybe it wasn't healthy that I played games this much, but you're not going to treat this because it doesn't fix that. I'm still going to go to school and still get picked on. I'm still going to go and have all these problems. I'm still, you know, a cleft palate. Like, I still have these issues. You're just taking away this safe space that I've created for myself. Now, do I need to maybe, maybe we need to regulate it better and understand it why I'm here and I'm not over here reading books or I'm not over here drawing or I'm not over or whatever the hobby is that you would rather me do. But this is where I fell. And to call it a disorder, to call it disease, I think is, is naive. I think it's stupid. I think you're, you're doing things that are going to hurt these kids. that are already being hurt or hurt these adults that are already being hurt. I think you're right that, you know, you get into this because there's some, there's some sort of, other force or some other event there's something else happening in your life that you end up pouring your time into video games it, it could be depression it could be um a social anxiety disorder where you feel like this is something you can latch on and gravitate towards you know it could just be a hard time you're going through it could be health issues there's a ton of things but what this story illuminates to me is that in our in our society right now no one wants to take responsibility for their problems they want to say oh I, this guy plays too many video games. That's his problem. They don't want to yeah. look at the fact that there's something else going on. People don't want to own up to the issues, and you know, and that is that could also that could be like the parents, like, oh, my child has uh, excessive gaming disorder. Uh, you know, it's really serious. No, maybe you're just an awful parent, and your child hates their life because I don't know, you don't hug them enough. I don't know, <laughs> like, but like they're. And then the person who's like, oh, I have excessive video game disorder. That's why I can't work. Like, no, maybe you're a lazy piece of garbage. Like, th- there's there's facts about that, and people need to own up to it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I want to know what how you treat it. Like, how do you treat video game Go outside! Right, like, you're going to have to go to this <laughs> summer camp where we're going to make you quit video games. Cold turkey, and it's yeah. going to change your life around. But that's... See, then, that's you're gonna ca- then you're going to come into some kind of sort of group, right? Gamers all- Anonymous, GAA, gay. Oh, God. Now we're <laughs> going to go right back to video games. Yeah. But now, no, so, so you're going to go there. You're going to rip video games away from me. I'm going to go to this go to this camp, and then we're going to sit around uh, a fire yeah. all snorting heroin or something. Everyone's going to have something. better. We found a new escape. That's obviously ridiculous and extreme, but my whole thing is that I, I, I just shared some of my personal experience uh, through high school, okay? Yeah. And I've had friends 
that I watched, you know, or I guess I didn't physically watch them, but I, I know that they played video games 18 hours out of the day. But I 100% know why they did it. Yeah. It wasn't because of the game. It was because of outside issues that are not being addressed to this day are still not being addressed. Instead, they want to focus on what we're doing instead of what the problem is. And we've talked about this. We've talked, we've had GameZilla Alpha episodes talking about bullying. We talked about it strictly within gaming and toxicity in gaming and people telling you to go kill yourself because you're terrible at a video game and people getting driven down to the point where they do it. They didn't get driven down to the point of committing suicide because of the video game. It was because they were already being beaten down in every other aspect of their life and their one escape being a video game cut them off too. And they had nowhere to turn. Mm -hmm. And so for me... The reason why I'm so upset about this is that you have an official organization, one of the biggest, the organization that is sitting here trying to create this fucking book of stuff that, of how you're supposed to examine a human being and understand what's wrong with them, and you're doing it wrong. And I'm not a genius. I'm just a dude dude in the studio recording a podcast, but I can tell you it's wrong. And you're not helping anybody with these disorders. And, and this is strictly me just talking about the um, hazardous gaming disorder. You know, I'm actually I'm really worried. I have a I have a couple friends uh, that stay up late hours of the night reading books. God, why would they do that to themselves? Those miserable pieces of garbage. They must hate themselves yeah. if they're going to spend five, six hours of every evening reading. They need yeah. to be diagnosed. The, those books are a problem. Let's go to the library and burn all the books. Yeah, book burning ceremony. Burn them it's the all. Only way. It's the only yeah. way to get it through their head. Yeah. So we need to call that organization let them know. There's people that read too much. Yep. And of course you know the industry is going to take advantage of this somehow with our medical profession being so fucked up. Oh, as it yeah. Is. They're going to be like, oh, oh you're in for gaming disorder? Okay, I'm going to need you to play through this first level of Dr. Mario or Super Mario. And they'd be like, yeah. Awful. You died 17 times. You're a gaming addict uh, or addict. Uh, we're going to need you to do, you know, take all these drugs and, <laughs> and uh, here, we need all this money. Yeah. And then the next person is going to come in, right? And they're going to be like, yeah, we're going to need you to play through the Super Mario level. And they're going to be like, speedrunner. And they're going to be like, all right, we're going to need you uh, to log on to our Twitch account and make us famous. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> it's not good. I don't like it. Now, talking about the other side, gaming, the, the other one that's just calling gaming disorder, and they're relating that one um, to the loot boxes and what constitutes gaming. Gambling and gaming. This one's a little more understanding, but yeah. but in my opinion, if you have a gambling disorder, right, it doesn't matter if I if I advertise it as you have a digital gambling disorder or you have or a, right, real, a right. physical disorder. No, you have a gambling disorder. It doesn't matter if it's here or on the on the net. It doesn't matter. Um, so I think again, you're updating this this you're updating this book. You're updating this this guide. That hasn't been updated since 1992. So you're doing a good job already. You're really keeping this thing up to date. Yeah, it's like the, <laughs> it's, like the it's like the farmer's yeah. almanac. It doesn't. And for some reason, <laughs> that was invented. And for the internet was invented. Yeah. Like you had to use yeah. Netscape yeah. Navigator. Yeah. I mean, how many years are we talking? Dos. We're talking. They created this on DOS. <laughs> yeah, we're talking uh, twenty, what, twenty-five, twenty-seven years or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And you're just updating it again. So my whole thing with this is, I this this guide is is trying to focus down. You're trying to focus down. You're trying to 
specialized people, right? Oh, you have a gambling problem? No. You have a Captain Crunch back of the box gambling problem because you cut out too many UPCs and you, and you, you know you go to the horse track and then you bet on the horses, but you do it in Bitcoin. That's your problem. <laughs> Wait, Captain Crunch is in with Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> and then, like you don't. <laughs> I gotta get my UPCs. It doesn't need like that's. I think that's my whole problem is that okay. I guess one thing that I would look at right, and I'm not a specialist. I'm not a doctor, but if. I knew Jazzy Fiddle was gambling and having a problem with just excessive gambling. I would first ask myself, why? What else around him is causing him to go to the casino every night or causing him to buy, to drop $100 on loot boxes every day? I would look at it that way first before I go, wait, you spent $2,000 on Overwatch loot boxes? He's got a disorder. He's got a disease. Like, What? I just I don't. I told I don't like you it. I don't have an eating disorder. I needed to eat those pop tarts for the Destiny Two experience points. <laughs> yeah, it's the only way you can get them now. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, so now we know it. You actually have an addiction to pop tarts. That's also a disorder getting updated. <laughs> Thank you, because I need help. <laughs> Coming soon to who? It's it, okay. 2027. The thing is, it's it's, it's actually... Okay, let's get serious. It's actually a broad-spectrum disorder. Uh, it's it's called uh, severe paste, breakfast pastry uh, addiction. Yeah. Because danishes, Pop-Tarts, cinnamon rolls. Yeah. I can't stop. Okay, yeah. so... Don't even say toaster strudel around him. He starts oh, salivating oh, at the... Don't do yeah. it. So, <laughs> don't do it. For real though, for real. Let, I'm going to reel back in for the, for my for my closing statement on this. Okay. And, and for real, the problem I have with this is that when they approve this, when this actually gets updated, this can affect what insurance companies deem real or not. This can affect that when you go to the doctor for something, they can sit there and tell you, "Oh, you're getting bullying. You're you're being bullied. Oh, uh, you know, just grow a pair and get the fuck back out there." And then the next guy comes and goes, oh, you have a video game addiction? I'm so sorry. Um, what do you need? Meth? Sure, here it is. Like, like, Finally. <laughs> <laughs> like, we have these problems already, like where something's covered by insurance, something's not. This med's this much money. This med's free. And you have these organizations that are, that are creating these rules, creating these guidelines, making these boxes that people are supposed to fit inside that... I just don't think are accurate or are or need to be as specific as you're getting or are analyzing the proper directions yeah. of why the problem even exists in the first place. And it messes with everything too. Like they're gonna the insurance companies are gonna come to deadite and they're gonna be like, Hey, uh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm an IT? All right, here's what your insurance is gonna cost you. All right, cool. Hey, Jay-Z, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a video game podcaster, and I revolve my life around playing and podcasting about video game news. Oh, that that could be a disorder. Your insurance is going to be more because, you know, we might have to pay more that's out of our pocket for you. That's at the true, end. too. You already get asked if you smoke, how much you drink, how much, right? All this right, stuff. Right, yeah. Yep. How they much put do you game could be next? Yeah. They put you through a whole yeah. crap ton of stuff. Yep. During that insurance If the drugs they develop for gaming disorders are expensive, then the insurance companies are going to make sure that they're protected from having to issue them out to millions. Mm-hmm. Bottom line. I'm not trying to create conspiracy theories, but this shit just, it sucks, man. The health system's all fucked up, and I think dumb shit like this isn't making it any better. Period. 
All video right. games are not a disorder. <laughs> Trust me, I have plenty of disorders. And, yeah. I know which ones are and which ones are not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. That's been the news. That's been the attack on the news. For this and much more, you want to visit GameZillaMedia.com. Join the Discord right from the website. You go to GameZillaMedia.com, click the Discord button. You're in. It's free. Talk with gamers from around the world every day. Thank you for the bit, the glitch on Twitch here. We got donations coming in. Um, it's been a good news. It's been a good topic. I appreciate everybody that's been active in the chat um, on our live show. So... But, yeah, uh, I think it's time to cool off and uh, talk a little bit about some eSports. Welcome to Summoner's Rift. So this is a little bit risky. Oh, my God, Freiburg, are you kidding me? Ambition steals the Elder Dragon. Oh, let's break it. Damn. Those guys were not cool. They were yelling. Well, welcome cool. to the GameZilla Arena. We just renovated this. Uh, took my entire backyard and turned it into a 55,000 person attendance stadium. Yeah. You can hear the crowd right now. Listen to them. They're, they're just unbelievably loud. Dad, I, dad, I, dad, I, <laughs> not the smartest crowd out there, but not. <laughs> <sighs> but they like what they like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so I will calm it down for you guys a little bit because there's not a whole lot of going on in the esports world because nothing's happening right now aside from you know some promotional tournaments, some preseason stuff like that going on. Um, so the question I have that I want to debate with you guys today is going to be: Will this year, 2018, be the year that esports will become a larger spectator sport than actual sports? Oh man, that's a tough. Like, so I think most people would answer no. Like, I think most people would sit there and go, "Oh hell no!" Like, like esports is a joke. Like, I'm assuming you have some numbers to run past us. I do. Okay, because because I mean, in the front of it all, just looking at it, I would sit there and say, "There's no way." With the concept that a lot of your sports have traditional sports have cable, they have they have television viewership, but they also have expanded over to uh, the internet, and you have ESPN three. You have um, you know NFL um, as far as their own entire like system online. Um, but I'd be surprised to to hear some numbers because I do believe just just knowing of the few games that I pay attention to, the numbers are staggering. Yep. So, so let me give you sporting events, and obviously, like you said, there's multiple forms of media that this is thrown across. Esports currently is internet-based. It hasn't hit, like, mainstream television and stuff like that yet. There is talk about that in 2018. There, there's toes in the water. There's so, the, the, e, League of Legends and stuff will get on TV occasionally, right? It's, like, super rare right yeah. now. So the, the yep. toes are in the water. It's getting there. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you the most recent event of sporting. So it'll be, like, whatever the last Super Bowl was or yeah, whatever yeah. the last. So the last Super Bowl had... 112 million viewers, which is a lot. It's it's down from what the record breaker was, but I think it's because the record's like up to 116, 114, 116. Yeah, but we do so know that down. the NFL is down the overall. NFL is down overall. Then you take that over to the Stanley Cup in hockey, and last year's Stanley Cup, 5.4 million viewers. <sighs> wow. 
No one watches hockey. I mean, is it? Wow. I mean, let's be real. Is it it's, the best sport? Yeah. Absolutely. But no, not it's everyone, a dying sport. Not everyone's smart. Though. Not everyone's smart so, like us and likes hockey. Wow, it's amazing though when you think of like, you know, I grew up like didn't care about anything but hockey in the '90s and, and early 2000s, and now it's just it's dead in the water. It's, not, it's a yeah. shell of itself. Like, oh my god, unbelievable. The NBA Finals, last NBA Finals, thirty-one million. Okay. So that's up. Baseball, we're not going to talk about because this is awful. Like the numbers I was seeing, like either they're not right or I was not finding the right numbers because they were like super low. So we're going to skip that. Lower than hockey? <laughs> yeah. No, those they are can't, wrong. They yeah, can't be. They're, no wrong. they're right. wrong. So I baseball's, couldn't find accurate. Baseball's got to be, yeah. be, be at least around football. I'd say it has to fall in between basketball and football. So yeah, I would. That's if, what I would assume if too. If not above so. football, but I think football is your king right now. Um, and then obviously every four years you have the biggest sporting event in the world, which is the World Cup, and that was 3.2 billion Holy viewers. Shit, never heard of it. So shut <laughs> your damn mouth. Yeah, but you go, here's the thing about that is that if you had World Cup every year, I wonder. I, I, wonder. I wonder what the viewership yeah. would be. Right. The thing about World Cup because because you know I'm a huge soccer fan, right? And when World Cup comes around, I get I I'm. I change. Like I get ex- I'm like pumped to the point where I think la- last World Cup we He has a he has a disorder. I have a dis- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you World call Cup disorder. You probably should call it a disorder. Um but the last the last time World Cup came around, we were working together. Yeah. And we uh, managed to convince that place of employment <laughs> to allow us to mount a TV inside of our office. <laughs> For you know purposes not uh, disclosed to them, and then we streamed the entire World Cup <laughs> <laughs> every day at work. It was awesome. <laughs> at some points, we would lock the door so that people couldn't disturb mm. us with a sign on the outside that says "In a meeting." For the for the important games, for the important oh. matches. Oh, that's great. Some might call that a disorder. Yeah. So I don't some think might tell some me it was so, affecting my work. Uh, yeah, some right. people might just call it work in the system. Some might job say my job was bullshit. Yeah. yeah. All right. So nobody's touching soccer. Obviously, right now, it's just the biggest thing in the world. But I want to compare some numbers to some of the other sports here. And um, so we'll take Overwatch. Overwatch's last World Cup, 840,000 unique viewers. Pretty good. Keep in mind, trash. Keep in mind, that is the World Cup. The league hasn't even started yet. So will we see an increase in viewership once the Overwatch League starts? I think the league's going to struggle out the gate. I think so, too. Unless they can, pro- unless they can prove that their new way of, of showing the game, of, of viewership, is honestly improved that much. Because when we tried to watch it live at convention... It was, it was rough. I, I, we didn't even finish. Yeah, It was a championship match, and we were like... You want to go uh, look at the dice over there? <laughs> like yeah. it was like it just wasn't entertaining. You were watching a pro player play Genji, and it was like watching a fidget spinner. It was That's a how seizure. Fast it was a the, seizure. Yeah, exactly. Which apparently somebody has linked a fidget spinner to a controller and can control Genji in the game with his fidget spinner. Uh, he did that. It doesn't. Doubt, I don't doubt it. People. So, are, people are amazing. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> Dota two, the largest grossing tournament in the world. For an esport, eleven million unique viewers. 
That that was at a his cha- last tournament. That was the championship. The international championship. Yep. Eleven million. Eleven million. So they uh, so they so they're past the NHL already. They're yeah, way past the NHL already. Yep. Yeah. With the NHL only at five point four. Then you hop on over to a little game called League of Legends, the phenomenon that is what the future of esports could easily be. And unique viewers for the 2017 World Ch- Championship was 84 million. So they're like creeping on the toes of the Super Bowl. Yeah. 84 million. Uh, they were in China. Yep. Which is a big, it's a big market for them. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see this year because it'll see, it'll see if they climb more or if it dips a little bit or whatever. Mm-hmm. See, see how much of an impact that they were actually in China. Um, see how much has to make, you know, how much that matters. Yeah. So for me, I guess my overall uh, response to the question is um, I don't think this year will be the year that we're going to see. I think the gap's going to close immensely, though, because I think with league in North America, especially going franchising, I think you're going to see those television markets pick up. So you're going to see some League of Legends on ESPN. You're going to see some, you know, League of Legends in other areas and being streamed to places that they normally don't stream to. And um, I just think the sports overall, like you said, Overwatch is going to struggle. I think going out the gate, but if they do have that that viewership enhancement that, that of people being able to watch their game. Um, I think it could be huge. And I think just the league in general starting up, like well, you're going to get yeah. that initial following. League, league so. is like, I, I'm any, any company that's going to come out the gate right now and try to push uh, on the level that, that, and they're blizzard. Okay. So they're huge. They're Activision. So yes, they have a lot of mom- of support behind them. But you still have to prove yourself because anytime you come out and say, I'm going to do this, and it's going to be on the scale of these guys over here, and the other guys are Riot, the only other people that have managed to really do it on a level that no one's ever seen, you have to prove yourself. So I think you're going, you're going to have your struggle. You don't, you don't come out and convert your 30 million accounts into 30 million viewership. It's just not going to happen. And so for me, I think uh, Overwatch is going to be, you know, first first couple of years is our growing years. Uh, I think maybe we see, maybe we see NHL numbers quickly, but I don't think you see anything better than that. You know, when you're comparing it to Riot, who's had years to build this out. And now they're taking another step into making it a franchise. And certain, and every year they're gonna they're gonna expand that concept. So every year they get growth in different different areas of the world. It's just, you know it, it, business wise, what Riot's doing is really smart. Where Blizzard's like Blizzard's eight years behind, so they're like, fuck it, and they just go all out, right? Right. And it, it all has to work. It all has to work right out the gate. People are investing millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars into you. It has to work. That's scary shit. So some things I want to throw out. I don't think there's any way you can deny the success of what's happening in the esports community. It's it's growing. It's growing fast. And, uh, you know, it's becoming mainstream. Some of the things about the success of League of Legends is it's, you know, if you're going to compare the two, the one you can most accurately compare it to is 
soccer is is yeah. FIFA because that is a global sport. Yep. League of Legends is a global game. That's how it gets those insane numbers. Yeah. The NHL not that global. The NFL well, it's you know North America. It's United States. The thing about NFL. The thing about. Uh, NHL. The thing about is that they are American generated companies. Yeah. That mm-hmm. the KHL and the there are other leagues in in around yeah. the world. The thing about Riot is that yes, you have leagues across the world, but they all come home to the one umbrella. Right. Right. And so that's the difference where you have the Canadian Football League that yeah. Johnny Manziel is heading to. Yeah. And you have like you don't have that stuff with 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 when it comes to World Cup. Mm-hmm. Now even soccer, if you break, if you want, if you want to look at World Cup, that happens every four years. The numbers are fantastic. <laughs> look at the MLS numbers. <laughs> but then, yeah, now you now soccer League. has the same problem where you got MLS, Premier League. You know, you have all these different areas, different leagues that focus on themselves every year, and then the World Cup just comes around every once once every four. So, I think what we're seeing is esports is heading in a huge spike upwards, and we're watching things like the NH, uh, sorry NFL. Hurting and trying to find a way to to rebound because they are on the decline, ten million, fifteen million, twenty million plus viewership decrease. So twenty eighteen could be that meeting point. I don't want to sit there and say esports takes it, but I think you might see a lot of those lines even with each other, and that's when all of a sudden you're going to start seeing the TV deals and all that type of stuff. So so here's my next point about the success of esports in comparison to maybe the floundering of traditional sports there's a there's a paywall i would watch so much hockey if i could just hop on a stream and watch a team any night of the week i can't i need to pay for the nhl network or i need to pay for uh, you know, to have NBC Sports or, the, or Fox Sports Detroit, as we, you know, that's where the Red Wings are covered here. Um, you know, if I want to watch baseball, I probably have to have cable to follow some of these games. Where any esport at any given time, when it's going and it's big, I can watch for free. I can hop on a Twitch stream. I can hop on YouTube. I can hop on the developer website, wherever it's getting cast, and it's free as long as I have the internet. Where that's not the case. In the world of sports, there's a, there's a paywall. It could be small, and a lot of people already have cable. Well, I don't. A lot of people our age don't. So that does make an eSport seem like a more appealing option to us because it's free for right now. Mm-hmm. And I know that, you know, to me, that makes a lot of sense why there's going to be continued success and why the numbers of traditional sports aren't very good because I don't, I don't pay for a TV package, so I can't watch, you know, all the NFL games all day unless yeah. it's, you know, just on regular TV. And and we're seeing a transition. Uh, another great post from DuckyCast in the Twitch. Uh, isn't the NFL streaming some of their football games on Twitch now? This is actually true. They, they tested it this year, uh, late in the season, they did have some uh, games on Twitch. So we're even seeing the traditional sports trying to use the tools that some of these esports uh, you know, yeah. world has Because they're seeing developed. success there, yep. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, that'll be interesting to see if that helps. Because here's my thing. You talk about paywalls. If I can, oh, there's a paywall over here to, to watch you know, off-market football games. Because I, I, I'm here in Michigan, but I'm from so-and-so, and I can't watch those games easily. Paywall. Or I don't have to pay, and I come over here and watch for free. You didn't gain viewership there. You just had viewership move. Mm-hmm. 
So I think what's happening right now is that you have these companies that are used to making money and used to bringing in hundreds of millions of viewers and all stuff and it's going down and they're panicking and they're trying these different sources but all they're actually doing is passing their viewership from one platform to a different and that's and they're still not seeing growth it's because your product has to be good if your product's no good and you have things like people protesting players beating up you know their loved ones uh drugs guns uh, concussions, all these problems in your product, that's what's hurting your product. Mm-hmm. And the problem, and the thing with esports is you're brand new. A lot of that stuff doesn't exist. You want to know what your problems are? Uh, technical difficulties. Our streams down. Uh, I don't know what's going on. We're in China right now. We're trying to get everything up. Right? They had the they had the issues day one of World Championship. Yep. What happened day two, three, four, and all the way through else? No problems. Yep, they're young. They're smaller. It, it, it's the same idea that we've talked about, you know, with uh, Circuit City going out of business and Best Buy and stuff. Is that when you're a giant company like the NFL, your fucking ship that your company lives on is is huge. It's one of the biggest ships in the ocean. So to turn ninety degrees or one hundred eighty degrees and make a change is near impossible. But when you're something new and you're a tugboat moving along and having success, you're you can do anything you fucking want. You can make an adjustment, see that everybody hates it, and go, oh, our bad, we fucked up. We're going right back over here, because that's what Riot does. They come out and they go, hey, we fucked up real bad on this. We realize it. We saw you guys were mad, so uh, we talked to you and, and asked you what you wanted to see. Here's what we're doing now, because you can do that. You can't do it when you're big. That's why, that's why esports has such a huge advantage moving forward in the next you know, couple of years. Yeah. So... You know, I th- I just wanted to bring up this topic because I think it's ver- really cool how crunching some of the numbers of uh, where we were at viewership wise to like what are you know the sports that we know of now and then coming into esports just the amount of fan base and people that are watching this and uh, there's been a lot of pull especially in the esports world now about people throwing out stuff about like esports isn't a real sport and it's not it can, shouldn't be considered a sport and one of the, the quotes that I had from listened to was somebody said, it's a group of people that come together for a specific reason to feel comfortable and, you know, experience something with another group of people that should be considered a sport, whether it be a video game, whether it be a, cause that's what you're doing in football. You're going to, you're going to a football game because you sit down and you're enjoying watching a game with a similar group of people that enjoy watching the same thing. It's the same thing as an eSport. Yeah. So. But we've talked, you know, and I don't want to keep going on this. We can, we can move on. But we've talked about the experience we've had when we went to a eSport event. You know, the champion, North American Championship. And I've been to soccer matches. I've been to, uh, you know, all the major sports as far as, as uh, baseball, football, hockey, all that stuff. There was something about going to that esport event where there were fifty thousand people at this, you know, at this event, and we were friends with all of them. It didn't matter who you bumped into; you'd you'd have a conversation. It didn't matter what jersey they were wearing; you you put you know you could give them your gamer tag and go play a match of league later. The difference about and yes, I can go outside and play baseball, and I can go outside and play football, and all this. Like you can go play sports with your friends. The difference about esports is that you can become a fan of a team. You can be a fan of the game. You can be a fan of just 
having fun on 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 a video game. But in the end, all you have to do after is that you get to go to the you know hotel room, or you get to go home, or you get to go wherever, boot the same exact game that those people were playing, and play on the same field. That's the difference, right? Mm. It's a digital field, but you play on the same field as your favorite players. And when you watch them pull off a move, you go in the game and you, maybe you try to pull off that same move. And it creates, a, it creates an environment that does not exist in traditional sports. Yes, we, as kids, we all went outside in the backyard and pulled out a baseball bat. And you know, for me, it'd be that King Griffey stance and trying to smoke a ball and I'd miss 400 of them and hit one. And be like, realize I'm not King Griffey Jr., but the difference with these sports is that you go in and you see a crazy move and you learn something from that move and you come back in the game and you become a better player because of it. Instantly almost, as long as you understand what you're doing. And so like it creates that environment that just I don't feel another sport, another media content experience does currently. I think VR could get there. I think interacting yeah. within VR and being, but that's still a video game. Like yep. it's still, it's still the same concept, just just different. But um, so assuming we don't get all disorderly about this, yeah, yeah, you know, these I mean, are all diseases. We're screwed. Yeah, yeah. We're all screwed. But yeah, that's just that's a topic I wanted to bring up the uh, this the viewership of you know what we consider our our normal everyday sports to what is uh, electronic sports and what the future of esports holds. So. Yep. Uh, Hold on to your butts, world, because we're coming for you. All right. Let's get into a quick must or bust. In concert, they would fight this evil in a duel to the death. This war was an all-out effort whose ultimate purpose was to save our planet from total destruction. Must or bust. All right. This week's must or bust is simply focusing on January 2018's PS Plus games and Games with Gold, both announced and, uh, well... It looks like PlayStation is getting a nice head start here because, wow, is it a month for PS Plus fans. Getting Deus Ex Mankind Divided for the PS4, Batman the Telltale Series for the PS4, Sacred 3 for the PS3, The Book of Unwritten Tales 2 for the PS3, Psycho Pass Mandatory Happiness for the Vita, and Uncanny Valley for the Vita. A total of $162.94 value. But that's not all. We are starting to see a trend here over on PlayStation because for the second straight month, PlayStation Plus members can also get the PSVR game Starblood Arena free from January 2nd all the way to March 6th. If you remember last month, you could also pick up Until Dawn... Uh, what's it called? Blood something? Well, blood Rush yeah, or blood something, rush blood rush, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. So there looks like they're starting to add maybe a, a VR game every I month. got a Blood Rush, but that's yeah. a little different. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm playing that game in VR. I would shit yeah. myself. So when you add that game in, maybe we say $182 value. Uh, let's compare it to Games with Gold. Games with Gold this month, you are gold. going to be picking up the incredible... Wait, wait, can you do Games with Gold like an old prospect? Or games with Gold! Games with Gold! Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. The Incredible <laughs> Adventures of Van Helsing 3 <laughs> for the Xbox One. Well, a classic. A true yeah. classic. <laughs> <laughs> I never remember you that get, shit. You get zombie. Wait, what's the retail, what's the retail value of that Van Helsing wait, 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 game? Wait, 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 hold on. We got to get into it first. Hold on. We get zombie 
which uh, was Zombie U, but minus the U. Uh, for the Xbox One, we get Tomb Raider Underworld. <laughs> Zombie, oh God. Yep, you get Tomb Raider Underworld for the 360. Nice. And then, honestly, the best game out of all these, you get Army of Two for the 360, which was a ridiculous but a fun, fun game. Army um, of Two was our game. That's It was, you're right. Grim was, and I yeah. played it co-op. Okay. And I, actually, I really liked the game. I, I'm serious. I like that. Yeah, yeah, we had fun playing I, it. That is the best game you're getting yeah, this month yeah. for this. Your total value comes out at a whopping $69.96. Yeah. Not out on the right foot here. I, I was one that kept saying uh, Xbox had done a good job in 2017 um, with their games with gold where the values were, it was neck and neck. And, you know, you didn't have PSVR. You didn't have a handheld like the Vita to give additional stuff away. So Sony was always giving away more titles. But value-wise, it was still pretty even. Right. This is a huge lopsided start um, coming out the gate. To answer your question, Deadite, uh, PlayStation came out with the big dog of Deus Ex, which is a $60 value. The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3, which is what Xbox decided to lead with in this uh, it's battle. It's an epic trilogy. Have you guys not played the first two? Fourteen ninety nine. Oh man, it's uh, bringing out the big dog right off the it, right off the gate. Uh, it's a generation defining game. Exactly. Move over, Breath of the Wild. I downloaded it, but that actually let me make a correction. I didn't download it. I purchased it and then left it in the cloud just in case I want. One day wanted to make a joke about it or something. Can you please download it so I can play it? Yeah, it looks like a, um, it kind of looks like a Diablo type, uh, Diablo 3 type game, but bad, <laughs> but real bad. Uh, but anyways, yeah, Ugh. so if you're PlayStation Plus, you're going to make sure to get your downloads this month because yeah. it's definitely worth it. If you're uh, Games of Gold, better luck in February. Hey, listen, Dead I, I will play The Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3 to its completion. Ooh. For you, all you have to do yeah, is give me fourteen ninety nine. Give you four. You're yeah. you're getting it for free. You pay for this game that I'm going to get for free, and I will put myself through the what I can only imagine would be supposed misery of playing this game. Will you be streaming it? I can stream it. If you stream the entire game, I'll cash app you. <laughs> Wait, what shady ass deals going on here? <laughs> You're getting the game for free, but he's going to give you $15? But he's going to give me $50 to play it. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'll split it 50 50 with you. Because <laughs> right. we just want Jazzy to yeah. stream this now entire the deal, game. The deal is, though, the, the I hope it's a 40 hour game. Yeah, exactly. The deal yeah, is you like have 120 to... hours. Yeah. It's just, it just, you yeah. can't. The, the deal is there's no you, ending to the game. Once you accept the money from our hands digitally, you know, which might be a disorder, so just be careful with that. Right. But. Once we give it to you, is this gambling? Yeah, <laughs> yeah cash app. Oh uh, we're enabling. We're enabling. Oh God, Jazz's I'm a gaming gambling addiction. gaming addict. But I accept bitcoins. Once, we, yeah. Well, first of all, you, you would get a fraction of a fraction of a bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah. So, I'm, not, I'm not some sort of commie, all right. I'm yeah. giving you U.S. U.S. currency. But also, also, once you accept this, the, the rev, once you accept the money, the payment, you have to 100 percent complete the game. All right, all right. Done. I like it. I like it. Just yeah. gonna make sure I'm gonna do some research on the game length before I hit that accept button. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said that. You might money. be getting a swift return of your money. Yeah. Yeah. We reject the <laughs> refund. All of a sudden, sudden it says the party you were trying to send money to no longer uses Cash App. <laughs> like you just deleted the Cash App. Yep. Yeah. 
All right, so <laughs> that's been your muster bust this week, for, uh, and we'll we'll get into some of the upcoming 2018 January and February releases next week. So. Other than that, I think we just need to go in and uh, remind people how they can support us. Yeah, they can go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media, and you could, you know, send some money to Jazzy Fiddle, and he'll no, play no, games. No, oh, no, no, no that's no, not no. what we're doing. Yeah. You get great perks like early access. You get to vote for Fight Club, where, you know, when Cable shows up to the studio, we'll do again. Um, I didn't forget about all of our our patrons that have voted for Fight Club. It's it's Ethan versus Chris, and uh, one of them has not been in the studio due to you know, work and family issues and holidays and stuff like that. So we will get Fight Club up and running for you as the soon holidays. as possible. Exactly. Still undefeated. Whereas you can um you know get great gifts from us, like uh, I maybe a a game every month for game of the month. Yeah, yeah. ten year rewards. Tenure rewards, all this great stuff. We treat our patrons good. Yeah, we do. And and, and so with Gamezilla Media, we're we're bringing you a whole new patron uh, level here. We're giving you not just access to Gamezilla anymore. We're going to be adding custom content for you from the other products. Yeah. So I am so the first. All of I, you people that like noobs and dragons, I'm talking to Craig on the side, just saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Noobs and dragons bringing something to the table. Legend of Retro going to be bringing some stuff to the table. We have a lot of new things that we plan on building Patreon out more, adding value to our supporters, and hopefully that will bring more supporters to us, so we can continue to grow this and and really uh, you know enjoy the ride. We're taking over. Take it over. And we need you to help us do it. Watch out, IGN. Because we're about to dump on your ass. <laughs> Take a hefty dump right in your eyes. I'm just kidding. Knock we, your we, nerd glasses off your face. I'm just kidding. We appreciate you, IGN. We appreciate you. But we use your news stories constantly. Out of my way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. And then uh, what about uh, our sponsor? Like, I think they, uh, you know. I almost did that awful French accent again. Des Detroitbeardcollective.com. It is the greatest place in the known universe to get your facial hair care products, and they're made right here in Detroit. And uh, you need to order them. Use the checkout code MCGAMING to save, and uh, your beard will be out of this world like a Martian beard. DetroitBeardCollective.com. Remember, if retro gaming is your thing, listen to the Legend of Retro podcast every Thursday in all the same great places you listen to us. If D&D is your thing, Noobs and Dragons every Wednesday. All those same great places as well. That's right. It's an adventure. And then Games Alpha every Sunday. We, uh, we drop a hour-long specific interview discussion piece, something around the video game industry. Our last one was focusing on Facebook Live and using it as a platform for video games. Uh, we will be bringing in uh, our, our, a new guest to talk about the next platform, Mixer. And then we'll follow that up with our three-episode our three episode, uh, series of Twitch, giving you all the major platforms out there and what options and why maybe you want to pick one for your streaming needs. All right. Um, other than that, 
or stream team, right? We got stream team info that's coming out here real soon on GameZillaMedia.com. But to give you an example, we have our GameZilla team of streamers. Testonomics, The Glitch, myself, uh, Sheriff of Patty, Jazzy Fiddle, Cable2KX. All these people are streaming under their own accounts. So the stream team is going to be a way where you can find us all in one location, and that way you can you know you can follow the people that, that are playing the games you care about. You can support the, the team in general, and uh, you know and get to meet all these people on an individual basis, learn more about who they are, what they enjoy in gaming, and why they're part of Gamezilla. Uh, that more of those details will be available on GamezillaMedia.com. I interviewed everyone myself, except for Sheriff's Patty because he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> He didn't interview me. No one interviews me. <laughs> I interviewed him in his sleep. Unless it's a disorder, then I guess maybe people <laughs> interview yeah. me. I don't know. All right. Well, thank you for hanging out on episode 189 of the GameZilla podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know in on live on here on Twitch. Just hit us up in the chat right now. Let us know. Good show, great show, shitty show. I don't care. Just put it up there. If you're listening on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, wherever it is, hit that heart emoji. Give me that five stars. Leave a comment for Deadite. Tell Jazzy his butt smells. We'll read it on the air. We, we, we enjoyed the support. We love you all. And until next time, Time. Game, Game on. on. Dude, my butt doesn't smell today. His. That's true, actually. Dead Eye's butt smelled yeah, bad today. Bad. That toilet <laughs> time was a war of attrition. <laughs> <laughs>